Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Doerward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available on the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode six. Our recap will be given by Jason Melniton. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jason? Hi. When we last left our, uh, uh, excuse me, let me start. When we last left our eclectic group of investigators, I, Cyrus Finley, was sitting on the back seat of Felix's car, covered in blood. In fact, all of us had blood on our hands. And I don't mean that in a metaphoric way, but I'll get back to this. Reginald was still having extremely disturbing nightmares. Our group was trying to piece together the events. This led us back to the British Museum, more directly to the office of one Reginald Campbell Thompson, RCT for short. We threw a ton of questions at him, and he tried to bullshit his way around them. But eventually, he cracked and admitted he was, in fact, at a dig in 1919, and he did find the Temple of Naboo. Our quick, uh, our quick thinking and nimble-fingered friend Felix spotted RTC's journal on his desk and pocketed it. In hindsight, I'm starting to think RCT knows quite a bit more than he actually told us. I don't trust him at all. We went to investigate Terrence McAvoy's house, only to smell death through the door. Scotland, Scotland Yard was called. Peter, uh, Terrence was, in fact, dead. Um, and it, do, it was done in a rich, ritualistic way. His throat was slit. We learned about a group or cult named the Red Turban. Could these be? Could they be responsible for the vicious murders? So we drove up past Nev's place and found our thugs outside smoking. I walked up to him, hit him extremely hard with my walking cane, and tossed him into the car. Fuller held the thug at gunpoint. His name, I learned, was Ah Stewart. So I proceeded to tenderly and lovingly beat him about the head and face while asking him questions. Oz Stewart was too slow in his answers, so I ever so gingerly snapped his fingers. He still did not answer what I wanted, and he didn't want to give me any names, so I pulled out my knife, and that's when shit got real strange. Oz Stewart's face went contorted. He stiffened up, and... A maelstrom of blood and bile erupted into my hair, my eyes, my face, and yes, into my mouth. And that's where we pick it up. All right, gentlemen. You are in a car with a dead body and a lot of blood. And uh, uh, Vadim and Reginald, you're in the other car where you've seen blood suddenly splatter on the back windshield. Uh not knowing exactly what happened. What do you guys do? Reginald, what, what, what is that? What? Uh, I don't know, Vadim. I'm afraid that, uh, as I feared, this lawlessness has gone too far already. No, no, no. What happened? Stop the car, stop the car. And I believe that uh, Felix stopped as well. Oh, yeah. We slammed, I slammed the brakes on when I felt the heat and the filth blast me from the back, like a, like a warm sneeze that just stuck. So we'll pull up behind you and wait to see what emerges. 
I'm looking around seeing if there's anybody uh, uh, noticing us pulling over and okay. noticing anything. You're in London, so there are people about. Felix, I think you should just drive, find out a back get out alley. Of the city. We need to Let's get, get out away of the from here. And hopefully find a, a, a river, a creek. <laughs> I reach out the window and yeah, tell wave them, the them on. Wave them on with us. Well, now you all have homes. So there's that option too. But why is my place. servants going to say when I walk in covered in brain matter? Ah, uh, my lord, what have you done? <laughs> Again? Right. Again? Questions I don't want to answer. We, we can take it back to my place. Uh, my, yeah, but do you want the spot? Anyway. Do you want this body at your place? We could go to a bridge and just talk. I'll toss the body over the bridge, and then we'll go back to your place and clean the car. Did his head explode, or did he just throw up everywhere? He, his insides must have exploded. He puked up blood and bile, and yeah, um, his eyes were rolled up into his head. And no, I got. I think I got this. Let's take him back to my place. Let's get cleaned up. Clean this car up enough to be able to transport. We'll get him cleaned up to where he looks like a normal human being again. Swap him into some clothes. We'll take him out to a park, put him on a bench, and just let him sit there. If there's no right. external injuries, it'll look like natural causes, and we can disappear into the night. Yeah, we'll throw all of our clothes into your fireplace just for that evidence. So that that should that should be a good enough plan for now, and then we'll go. And my staff's not going to say anything. They've seen they've seen some terrible things anyway. Nothing like a you know, three guys coming in covered in blood and God knows what else shot out of him, but uh, they'll keep their mouth shut. That's what I seriously want to know what's going on over there. That what's going on? Yeah, they're just idling. It's really bizarre. Uh, I, I I thought I saw the, a hand wave, and it was all bloody too. Uh, Don't like this. This is bad business. We're just gonna get. We're just gonna pull off and head to my place up in King's Cross. All right, Vadim, follow him. Right. I thought you were driving. I think it's well, your car, because they knew my plates. Oh, that's right. So, without actually knowing the topography of, of London, forgive me, all of those who are there, Said it takes you ten minutes to get to your place, Felix, across London. Excellent. I pull up, I pull into the garage, the gates open, the, pull into the garage, get out, and we're just... Oh, we're I've... We're sticky, it's... Yeah. I'm literally in, in my shorts because I took everything off and just left it on the back seat. Whose car is it, by the way? Felix's. That was my. It uh, was my car. I guess it's still my car, even though it's disgusting inside. So I'll deal with that another. I'll deal with the car another time. This is a one or two car garage. Oh, it's just it's just one. But it's yes. a roomy one. So I'm I'm parking. I'm parking outside and and getting out and r running over there. Yeah, we're hoofing it in. Uh, uh, as soon as you get in, I close the doors. Close the doors back up there because we don't need everybody seeing Cyrus naked. Boy, <laughs> what, what's going on here? Jesus, Reginald, what did you do with this guy? Vladimir, my gun did not fire, nor did Fuller's. I didn't hear any shots. That's why it was so so strange. What what's what what happened? 
he literally every time he was about to tell me a name or tell me something it was like his jaws clamped together and then finally when i was i was i was tenderly coaxing the information out of him and his jaws clamped together his eyes rolled to the back of his head he started to almost shake or and then he just like his insides exploded so insides exploded uh yeah you could you know i'm having a look <laughs> so he must have taken something yes assigned that was my capsule or that was my first first thought but when i looked into his eyes no this was i don't even want to say the word but this was some sort of magic i don't know any other magic. way and i don't believe in that crap but i'm telling you what happened he, he just he didn't ingest anything like an explosive. It, no. He, I had his hands, Fuller had a gun on him. He didn't move. He didn't, he, every time he went to answer, I mean, Fuller saw it. Maybe, maybe he could shed some light on what I'm talking about, but. Don't ask me. I have no clue. I've never seen that shit in my life. Oh, such a mess. Uh, Tom, I'm going to do a spot hidden on him, see if there's anything like a tattoo or marking or... Okay. So before he killed himself, uh, did you get the idea that this was our Guido? This wasn't Guido. His name was uh, Stuart. Well, Stuart, but he kept stuttering and saying, uh, uh, uh. Stuart, uh, was that a first or last name? That's the first. I believe it's a first name. That's basically the only thing I could get out of the guy. He said uh, somebody was paying him to find some artifacts specifically from, uh, was it Nineveh area? And that they'd pay him well. And anytime I tried to get more information, it's like something stopped him from talking. He, and was, definitely, he, he was definitely afraid of whoever was doing this more than what we were doing to him. But he was about to say a name when he everything went wonky on him. Got a hard success. He has uh, he has a couple of tattoos, but nothing significant. Maybe he's got mother with a little heart. Nineteen <laughs> twenties tattoos, but no and specific marks or markings or brandings or. Mm -mm. Okay. Nothing other than the fact that he's turned to oatmeal in the back of the car. And he didn't have ID on him, is that correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, and his suit uh, was actually a pretty, pretty good suit. Not well, I, st I started taking him, I started cutting him out of his suit. Not uh, cutting the suit, not him out of it. Get him stripped down so we can hose him off. Yeah, I'm already filthy. It might as well be me that does it. Yeah. Stepping back while they're doing the dirty. Business. Yeah, quite. So you didn't see him ingest anything, but in... he, didn't, he didn't put anything in his mouth. Uh. Check. Taking out a pad and paper, jotting down some notes. Plus, he was terrified. The honest truth is, is if he was determined to commit suicide, he would have been arrogant. Not suicide. I mean, not terrified. Mm. Um, 
And you say he was looking for artifacts from Nineveh, but he doesn't, he didn't get the impression when I spoke to him that he was an educated man. How would he know an artifact from Nineveh? He's hired gun. And he didn't tell you anything about his associate. Yeah, I, I don't think he would have known his ass for Zelda, but. And he, and he described his employer how? He didn't, and that's what I think he was about to reveal when he erupted on top of me. Erupted. Because I told him I was about to cut his finger off, and he went to say the name. He went to say something significant, and that's when his body seized. I'm going to call my people, or my head guy, Belvedere. Yes, sir. Ah, <laughs> uh, Belvedere, could you... Uh... Get these clothes up. Get a bag. Of get course, all, sir. Get all this disgusting stuff in uh, into a bag. Yes, put sir. It in the, put it in the fire. Let's get rid of it. Keep it as uh, low profile as possible, please. And uh, Cyrus, you're, you look like you could probably get into one of my suits. Eh? Yeah, it'll, I'll make it work at least until I get back to my place. All right, Bill. Uh, three suits. Get them from the get two from the left side, and then one from my private stash for myself. Because of course, sir. I don't want to. Terrible. I'll do that right away, sir. The green one. Be sure to grab the green one on the left for the uh, for our friend who's asleep in the back of the car. Of course. Thank you, Belvedere. Excellent. Did you guys need any tea or crumpets or whatever we eat? On the I rain? think a whiskey is probably in order all around. Uh, so uh, I could do with some whiskey. Of course, sir. I'll Excellent. have uh, I'll have Cook bring in the uh, the whiskey. Ah, Benson. Yes, Benson's a good a good man. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, gentlemen. You didn't notice anything going on just before he uh, erupted, did you? Anybody on the outside? Anything that may have caught your eye that you missed? I don't believe so. You were driving, so you yeah. were all a little preoccupied at that moment. Well, that's what the two of you were supposed to be looking out for while we took the guy into the we, car. We didn't see anything. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I didn't notice anything except... And now you see I'm, like, covered. Like, my hair is matted, my... Keep, keep an eye out for it to see if he may have gotten shots, because he could have been shot at the distance. I don't believe it would have had to have damaged the car coming into the car. Hmm. We would have seen or heard broken glass. A sound. Cyrus, is your uh, removing him from his uh, formerly quality suit? Uh, you should look for any external injuries. I'm wondering if he wasn't wearing something. If it wasn't something that he ingested, might he have been wearing something on a belt or whatnot that was triggered. I'll completely strip him and, and go through this clothes like inch by not, you know, just pat everything down and give him a once over, like just run up and down and down him. We don't see everything anyway. We got to clean his ass up, get the blood off. Now, oh. I was in the first, oh, I was in the Great War. I've seen some corpses before. Have I ever seen a corpse that looks like this? Well, not really. This guy doesn't have any external wounds. 
In fact, other than the fact that his eyes are rolled up into his head and his mouth is open now. Okay, this is going to sound really weird. But when he, his body evacuated, did he bleed out of his anus or any other orifices that were not normal? I don't know. You'll have to check. Yeah, check him and see if he's bleeding out of orifices that aren't normally bleeding. Uh, all right. <laughs> his idea. Why don't you let Fuller look back there? Yeah. Well, it should show in his underwear. Well, he's completely nude now. Okay. Uh, the answer is yes. It looks like he's hemorrhaging from all, all orifices. Okay. Mr. Belvedere comes back in and he says, Sir, I've taken the liberty of drawing a bath for them, for those who would like to take one. Thank you. You know, this right here, you guys, this is what servants should be. They're more than servants. They're friends at this point. Thank you so much, Belvedere. Very thoughtful. Have you seen Benson with the whiskey? Uh, he should be here in just a moment, sir. Excellent. And I've also disposed of all of the uh, evidence. <laughs> We're just going to call him clothes. Yes, sir. Thank you. And Benson comes in and he says, I got your whiskey here. There you Fantastic. go. Thanks, Thank ben. you, Benson, mum. Thank you very much. I think a decent cigar would be a welcome uh, contributor to the atmosphere as well. Benson, yeah. the library. There's a, a mahogany box there. It, it, could you grab one, two, three, four, please? Five. Yes, sir. Five. He, he didn't five. taste that great because I like literally ingested part of it, and it's disgusting. But look, if he is if he is bleeding out of orifices not intended to bleed, doesn't that sound more like some kind of an illness, a hemorrhagic fever, and not a poison? But Certainly, this is not my expertise. Not mine either. I'm guessing here. I feel like I don't think anybody knew what hemorrhagic fever was back then. Oh, yes, they did. I suspect if he ingested a strong acid or base, it could dissolve organs. Uh, but I, uh, you know, purely speculating. It, it, it would eat out his stomach. No. His throat, at the very least. Tom, am I burning where he vomited on me? No. I I look at Reginald. I said, "Well, what was inside him is all over me." And other than being a little messy and a little disturbed, I'm I'm quite all right. Well, you can ask Cyrus this, but I don't believe it was poison because I was there with a gun on him. Cyrus was discussing matters with him, and in no point in time did he reach for his mouth, touch his mouth or anything that would imply that he was taking a poison. Perhaps the uh, injury that Cyrus dealt him before tossing the vehicle caused some internal bleeding, and it just took a few minutes to catch up. Even think of this caliber. It uh, is a pity that we don't know a medical man that can be trusted, because I don't think we can drop this, what was his name you said? Oh, um, Spencer's. Oh, there's an easy way to do that. Let the cops find it. Do it. They'll find out what form of death he had, and then we can find out from the cops. Um, Do you want to take first bath? Otherwise, I'm going to run up there and get this shit off of me. Yeah, I would love to do that. But real quick, maybe 
we can just put an anonymous tip into our detective Brinslow or Partridge, whoever we just met. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not from us, but hey, there's a body on the corner of such and such street. Check it out. We're just and then we're gonna prop yeah, him but up that way, that way he finds them, and when we go to speak to him about when we go to put in our uh, our uh, reports about earlier today maybe he'll bring it up to us or we could find you know at least the right it's in the right hands but rather just toss them in a river or off a bridge or into a smelter we leave the body someplace where the police can recover it and perhaps perform an autopsy right but but if it's we can't call the police though because they can trace our call no they can't yes they can well we would call for an anonymous box they had operators. They right, you call, you call from uh, a police box. I thought only yeah. police could use those. I thought they no. had to have a key to get in them. No, there's actually public call police boxes. Oh, okay, then my bad, my bad. Because most people didn't have telephones, so it was the only way of contacting the police. Yeah. All right, I'm going to run up and... a special key that only they could unlock it. They, to no. get inside of it, and mm. then they had they had some equipment inside, and sometimes they would even lock up a drunk inside until a paddy wagon could come and pick them up. Sometimes the cops used thing. it as a as a base. I, I don't believe it's poison, and there's one reason and one reason only. I don't believe it's poison, and that is is we've seen a lot of people mysteriously turning up dead lately. None of them are poisoned. And usually someone who poisons, wouldn't they use that on a continual basis? Usually yeah. a person who poisons, that's their M.O., if you will, and they will poison other people. But this is the first that we've seen of it. That, that makes sense. Because if they're poisoned, if he was poisoned, then we could have poison all over us. You guys figure well, this out. I need to go wash Stuart off me. Yes, by all means. Yes. Uh, right. So if he wasn't, if you don't think it was poison, what do you think caused it? That I, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but some kind of fever or um, what they call that back then? I forgot. I don't know, some kind of a fever or something like that. I, I don't know for sure, but no one shot well, into the vehicle. There was no gunshot. But to have such explosive. Expulsion. That is, that is, that's not natural. Well, you'd be surprised at what cholera can do to you. Well, I've been lucky in not having cholera. So, uh, Felix, um, is your staff uh, sufficiently competent, you think, to eradicate the uh, remains of Stuart from the vehicle? Yeah, they'll take care of it. Belvedere's pretty good, and he's got a couple guys underneath him that are actually. And this is this is off the subject, but all of us are. I mean, because the Wentworth Club, right, is uh, is a cultish, so we wouldn't think that a cult's out of the line of possibility, would we? Because we all have cult in our backgrounds. No, it's true. At least an interest in the matter. I don't know how that relates to the game. If if we think occultism is real, or if it's just 
something that we know about but not believe in i guess you would say i don't know i actually was wondering whether i should make an occult role to see whether it seemed like something sure yeah i'm gonna do the same i have only a 30 but that's hard at 30. 10. so yeah that's also I mean, if you're going to go into the occult, um, there's nothing to indicate that he was sick. There's nothing to indicate that he was in in ill health at, up until the very moment that he tried to say something. There's no external wound of any kind, so it wasn't a gun. Um, so what does that suggest with a successful spell. role? A, a, a gash? Well, you've, you've been talking about curses. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the guy was hexed by a witch or something. I mean, you're talking occult. Whether you believe it or not, it's, it's neither here nor there. It's but, but, yeah, a magical witch, a voodoo doctor, or somebody could put a spell on somebody or... I mean, it's that's where you would go with your occult. Somebody oh. stuck a, a voodoo doll with a, you know, right at that moment. I mean, <laughs> Fuller, you did say something around the lines of occult. Well, it would be very difficult to believe that he was ill. He appeared to be in fine health when Cyrus took him off the streets. And I can guarantee you no bullet came through the window because we had the windows rolled up so nobody could see what was going on. So there's zero possibility that he had been shot. I certainly did not shoot him. And being the only one that was in the proximity to him, you know, I mean, it only Mm -hmm. leaves a curse or a hex or right. something. And, and Cyrus felt very strongly that it was about him revealing something that was the breaking point. So there might well, have been some sort of, this... even post-hypnotic command, although I don't know that hypnosis is powerful enough to dissolve one's guts. I also wonder what the shifts are for those watching the Pinker plays. Uh, and whether we should get back there to pick up the short, uh, less dapper fellow and see if he's more capable of being forthright. This sort of thing goes with something I've been studying. Very oddly, it does. I need a little bit of time to formulate something here, and then I do, we need to talk. Because this, if this goes along the lines that we're starting to talk about, there may be some significant stuff, as it's be, as it's said. So by now, Felix is is finished with his bath, and uh, Belvedere is drawing a second bath for Cyrus. Ah, did you guys get your cigars? Yeah, you've all got your cigars. Fantastic. Benson, thank you for that. Of course, sir. 
bath and cigar, huh? Fantastic. And a boxing match, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Little violence never hurt anyone. Is there anything I should do with the body, sir? Uh, yeah, once Cyrus finishes up up there, uh, if you could clean our friend up and have him presentable, that would be... Yes, and Mr. Albright, you didn't seem to get as much on you. Perhaps I can just dab it off. That would be very nice. We also have a Why can't I back. have servants like that? Don't know. Maybe it's all in your approach. Actually, uh, so. I lost my servants a while back. I'm not uh, known for being a people person. <laughs> well, we'll assume that you've cleaned yourselves up and you have a body that's relatively clean and uh, perhaps you've put clothes back on. Who, who, who helps to sort of... I'll put help put the clothes on, on him. Uh, I, have, I have people for that. Oh, okay. Really no need. They'll okay. have him completely ready and presentable in, in no time at all. Just enjoy the cigar and, and the fine whiskey. He'll be ready to go on the bench soon. And if you'd like, um, actually, Belvedere sometimes takes an afternoon stroll. I'm not saying he should put him on the bench, but I am saying that he would be ideal to say that he sees a man who may not be in good health sitting on the bench. He'll know exactly how to describe him. And the suit Excellent. that I had him put on is one that I've never worn. It was a gift from my mother way back. Nobody, nobody wears a green suit, for Christ's sake. Not in these times. That's Just 20 years ago. Style. Just wasn't my style. So there's nothing that would trace it, trace it back to me. All right. So the, like a plan. as you guys are there, so what Belvedere, what you guys are, what Belvedere is going to do is he's going to claim that he has gone for a walk and that uh, he calls the police on some non-responsive vagrant who's lying on a, a bench in the park. Um, uh, which we'll, we'll say this whole operation takes you an hour. Uh, you take the body out there, you wait until nobody's looking, you put it on the bench and you go <laughs> back and then Benson makes a phone call. Basically, you know, he tells them, yes, there's a, there's a vagrant and I, I believe he may be injured or sick. He does not seem to be responsive. Thank you, sir. So the police are going to go and find the body. Those guys are all getting bonuses at Christmas. Big bonuses. <laughs> so, uh, do we want to tell the Pinkers that one of their stalkers has removed himself? Do we want no. to go and wait for his associate and try to repeat the maneuver? I mean, yeah. We might do we visit Peter Simkin again and see if we can cajole him or physically drag him out of his home? 
May I suggest with Peter Simkin that we might be uh, inclined to get our investigator friend, since he is connected with the murders, that he may need a wellness check? Do you mean talk to Brinslow about checking in on Simkin? Well, yeah. Yes. And have him meet us there and let him force his way in again. And I don't want to see anyone committed, but what kind of life does this guy have cowering? I think you know, the hospital might be able to help him. Personally, I think we're better off not getting the police involved. If we have to break in and talk to this guy, uh, it's something I'd really rather not the police see us trying to force him to answer us. Well, and Brinslow's homicide anyway, so we would, you know, we wouldn't be calling him because a recluse was crying. But it's all revolved around his same case, so he might take interest. Right, but we stole the evidence of their relationship, so that might not fly, as they'll say in 50 years or so. <laughs> now, on the on the round two of this, if don't even bother. Just wipe down your windows of the car, and if we got to do this again, that way you don't clean the car twice. Well, yeah, but then you're sitting in blood and guts and stuff like that. Yeah, I I'll mean... I'll ride with Reginald this time. I've got blankets. We'll throw blankets over the seats. Wipe the windows down, put blankets over the seat, and let's go snatch the other guy and get this done. So the chauffeur has pretty much cleaned up the car. There's unfortunately going to be stains. But there is no longer any human effluence. Thank you. Oh, this is a great stuff. These guys. Freaking love these guys. Felix, I, I will, after this is all over, want to talk to you about your hobbies. <laughs> it's the things that we do. Idle hands to prevent them, you know. It's... What I would give for a doctor on our, on our payroll right now. We could use a good doctor. Especially we can make some quiet inquiries at the club and see if a medical man can be of assistance. Agreed. Um, so back to the Pinkers. I really would not tell the Pinkers what have ha what has happened. Oh no, no, yeah, no, because no. yeah, we don't need other more people knowing about what was going on. Just less we talk, the better. Yes. So can everyone fit into Vadim's car? We can go and pick up either Cyrus's or Fuller's. Or we can use Felix's again, I suppose, if there's... We'll just use mine. We'll use mine again. I, I'm going to throw a blanket over that back seat just because it, the stains are probably not super uh, dry. Plus, we just got Cyrus clean, and I got a feeling that he's going to get messy again. So Did I tell you I found a piece in my ear? I did not. You did not. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but at least that way, if we get more, if we get more blood on the back of your seat, it'll stain in a nice wine color all the way across. Very true. <laughs> Very true. All right, so let's fire this thing up. We headed back, and it's probably what four in the afternoon, five. Yeah, that sounds about right. Actually, before we drive all the way back over here in this blood stinking car. You want to call the Pinkers and see if there's somebody outside their house? Yes, why not? Because they have no idea that we snatched the other one. And don't tell them either. There's, you know, they oh, might yeah, not no. know how to, if questioned, they might just, yeah, yeah, these guys took them. 
No, Bingo and Ori seem like very nice, quiet people who need to know as little as possible. Um, so, ring a ding. Pinkas. Yes, on ah. Rio. Uh, hello, no, it's, uh, it's, it's Reginald Harcourt. Ah, oh, Reginald, it's Bingo. Uh, happy to hear your voice, Bingo. How are things? Well, about the same. We just got home from work a little while ago. Anything new? Uh, nothing conclusive. Do you have any watchers about right now? Hello, let me go check. There's a few minutes of silence. Yes, I think that uh, that shorter fellow is there right now. Mm. Very interesting. I'll, I'm curious to get a look at him. I've only seen the tall one. Um, uh, well, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep to uh, keep keep inside for a bit. Uh, we're going to drop by and see if we can interview the fellow. Oh, are you sure that's safe? <clears throat> Not entirely, but I think the circumstances are sufficiently dire that it's warranted. Could you what could you tell me other than that he's short? Well, he has graying hair. Uh, wearing a suit, a uh, gray suit. Um, looks like he's got black shoes. Uh, it's a little hard to see. The, the sun in this neighborhood is kind of behind the buildings at this point. No, that's quite helpful already, though. Looks like he's smoking. That's a good way to kill time. Uh, and you're both safe at home? Uh, yes, we're quite safe. Very good. Uh, well, uh, I'll be in touch if I, if I find anything out that's of use. Thanks so much. All right, be careful. Shall do. And he hangs up. Gentlemen, I have a suggestion before we proceed. Um, may I suggest that we move, if we are doing the same thing with this shorter fellow, that we uh, move him away from the site some distance in case if uh, somebody is keeping eye on him, and if this is something as radical as a voodoo doll, that would require a connection. And if well, we could keep a connection away from the situation, that uh, might. And you know what I was thinking too? Um, uh, Felix, do you have any rope? I do, just All in right, the back, so back of the garage here. We'll take some rope, and instead of me trying to question him right away, let's just tie him up and bring him, and then you guys can question him so you could see what happens. I mean, I'll stay, I'll, I'll, you know, do the dirty work, but you, uh, you know, so you could see exactly what I saw. Might want to step to the side, though. Talk to him like a little to the left or a little to the right, because. Well, also before we go, we'll grab the, obviously we'll grab the rope. Let's also grab, I'm going to grab some paper and a pencil. Because if it's an audio connection, then mm. we could have him just write it down. Because the guy, whatever forced the other fella to clench his mouth and not be able to talk. I'm pretty sure that we didn't see his hands and everything else clench up. So maybe it's only 
Maybe it's only got control over top, whatever's, whatever you got a hold of him. So if you can write, just quickly jot down the name. But I know when we snatch him up, maybe we do need to tell him he's got a choice. He can either write what he knows or his face will explode, just like his friends did. I doubt he'll believe it, but it's worth a shot. Then we'll just pull the blanket back and say, look, you ever seen an interior? Colored as Stuart. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. All right. Same routine as before. Fuller, do you want to be in the car or no? Yeah, I'll be in the car. Yeah, that way I might need help tying them up. I'm not going to leave you on your own. Thank you, Fuller. Vadim, <laughs> let's be in the other car. What do you say? Yes. Well, I, I kind of planned it that way the first time, so you didn't just see me do what I did, so. Same tune as the first, as they say, yes? Yeah. Play it again, Sam. Belvedere. Hmm. Belvedere, thank you so much for all your help. Uh, we may be returning with a similar situation. If you could kind of have everything ready just in case, that would be fantastic. Of course, sir. Let's try to save the suits this time, though. If, if, you, if you think we can save them, we will. I, I trust your judgment on that, 100%. The maid seems to think that we can get the blood out. You did burn the old suits, though, right? Of course, sir. Thank you. Thank you. You guys. All right. So how are you going to handle this? Worked the first time. All right. But do a drive-by, drive around the corner, the block one time just to see. All right. Well, this time, when you get there and you start driving around, uh, it's dusk. And um, you can see that people's lights are on in their houses. Um, everybody, well, who's driving? Okay. Um, whoever's not driving, do a spot hidden. Found that. Uh, my eyeballs fell out. Exactly 60 for 60. Okay, well, Reginald, you notice just as you drive by that Honoria is peeking out the window. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Vatim, would you uh, toot the horn? Uh, hopefully that'll suggest to the fellows that we keep moving. We do, I think, we want to avoid. I wonder if we could lure him off the corner somehow out of sight. Let's, but yeah, let's, if you, yeah, flash the lights again and see if they can pull over so we can have a chat. There is, there is an alleyway uh, towards his back. I think I said that last time. Mm -hmm. Where he's standing. No, is he, is he standing in the same place the other fellow was? Pretty much, yeah. Just, uh, just for the layout to know what's around. Well, Stuart was against a fence, yep. uh, which limited his movement. But when we drove around, the first time we visited the Pinkers, there was also an alley. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. He's a little closer to the alley than the other guy was, but there's still a fence, yes. Does the so, alley go all the way through to the yes. other side? To the other street, yes. That's where the trash pickup and things happen, right? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, perhaps um, if two of us approach the fellow, we can get him out of sight and into the vehicle without alarming Honoria or Bingo. What say you? Especially now, as both of you have pistols. If you, you know, throw your arms around his shoulders and one of you shoves a pistol into his ribs. I can now, do that. When I was walking last time with the cane, this degenerate looked like he wanted to even trip me. He was laughing at me. He was just a all-around piece of crap. Now, maybe one of us or myself can pretend, you know, walk down a little drunk, even just go to the corner store and grab a bottle, walk past him, have some money sticking out of my breast pocket and stumble into the alleyway. I, If he's anything like his counterpart, this piece of shit will come right after me. Well, perhaps, unless his order is to specifically to keep an eye on the Pinker household, in which case his, you know, the, the pay he's receiving is more than ample. Apparently, uh, your friend Stuart was extremely uh, faithful to his keeper. Yeah. Stuart but again, if, about... if, if just if, if, you know, if Felix comes up on one side and Fuller on the other and they throw their arms around, and that could, that could be a drunk act too weave up to him and then throw their arms around him and then, you know, pistol to the ribs, you're coming this way. Then Honoria won't say anything too troubling. So, I'm just hoping this guy isn't so full of bravado that he's going to go for his pistol and we got to shoot him. Here's a question, if it even if it even bothers anybody, but the first guy was watching the Pinker's house. He disappears. If the second guy disappears watching the Pinker's house, isn't somebody's boss going to be wanting to be more interested in the Pinkers than they were before? We could be putting these people in harm's way. Does have a good point there. Their boss comes out there and takes a look at the Pinkers, then we'll snatch them too. By then we'll have two times practice. We'll be quite adept. I do also think that there's been enough uh, surveillance on the Pinkers that I, I don't imagine that whatever criminal mastermind is involved thinks that Honoria or Bingo are terribly threatening. If they wanted them. I, I don't your concern. I would not like to bring the Pinkers any further difficulty, or for that matter, Nevi or Teddy. But we have only one source of information at this point. We have I know, it's just that so many people have died recently that I would hate to Pinkers be one of the... It speaks well of you, Fuller. So, you guys are, are still driving around the block? Do yeah. we like the, um, the, the two drunk fellows take a fellow for a stroll idea? Yeah, I'll do it. All right. I got my Luger. I have my Mauser nine twelve. I have my car running. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, but kind of back ways. All right. So, well, 
how are you going to do it? You've got, you've got your car running. I get that. Um, are, where are you going to get out? Where are you going to go? Um, let's have Ladim and Reginald in the car on the other side of the alley and Felix on one side. That way, if he runs down the alley, we have a car waiting on either end just to cover both ends. All right. And, then and we, could if, be, we could be bait to and, get his yeah. attention. If, if we get him in Felix's car, we'll just drive around the block. If you see Felix's car come around, you follow. Sounds fair. All right. So we'll get out on the, the, the far corner like I did last time. So we'd be heading to towards the guy. Okay. Um, do you park the car and get out where he can see you park the car and get out? No, no, no. That's why I'm saying all the way down on the okay. other corner. All right. So you have the alleyway. Um, Felix, Felix's car would be on this side. Um, Vlad's car is on this side of the alleyway, and we're walking from the opposite corner around. Okay. So, so almost one and a half corners. All right. So uh, you're walking uh, in his direction, and then you turn the corner, and you're walking straight towards him. Um, and you guys are pretending to be drunk. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Johnny, I'm telling you, you had three too many. But I know this place. We got the cheap drinks. I only got 40 bucks left. We could get a girl and a bottle. And I'm going to You can stumble. see him sort of stri uh, straighten up his, his suit. Like, if you guys uh, are going to bump into him, he's probably going to shove you back. But uh, he put his he's actually trying to kind of ignore you. Is he putting and, his hand inside his waistband like to hold a gun? No. He's you, got his arms crossed and he's he's smoking a cigarette. Oh man, you know some girls around here. I know, and I go in for him. What are you gonna do? Um, basically, pull wrist. my hand on his his shoulder, like if I'm gonna like trying to lean on him, uh -huh. but at the same time, pull pull the gun up and jab it under his, like into his armpit, basically. Don't fucking move! I'll kill you. And I got the other side. What the fuck? Who the shut hell are you people? Keep your mouth shut and get in the car if you want to live. If not, I'll pull the trigger here. What car? Just, and I go like that at uh, where Felix is parked on the corner. I mean, I'll, I'll just kill you here, but you can have a chance. Start walking. Look, I ain't got no money. Did I ask you for that? Start walking. So reluctantly, he starts moving. Look, I don't want no trouble. Johnny, open the door. Did you hear me? It cut out for a second. Yeah. Johnny, open the door. Open the door. All right. He, Johnny, get in. I get in, have my gun so that when he gets in, he's being received to the gun, and then Felix, uh, Cyrus will come in behind me with another gun. Correct. What the fuck is this all about? Close the door. You'll find out soon enough. We want to live. 
You want to live? Just be quiet. So he gets real quiet and he's looking at you all. I hand him back the pad and the pad and pen. Or I think I think Charlie and Victor wanted to be there. All right, so where are you driving? Is there like a secluded area? Um uh, like a industrial. Let's take him to the docks. An industrial area, some place where we could pull over and Victor and Charlie can also listen to this. Don't get any ideas. You are currently sitting on Stuart. Um, all right, do a luck roll. Which one? Um, I'll, I'll say uh, Felix, do a luck roll. Since you're kind of the one looking for a place to... Oh, yeah. Failed that. Okay. Well, you're driving around for a half an hour. And uh, you're down by the docks. There's still workers around, and there's still lights on in places. So you're having a hard time finding a place. Hmm. Shit. Look, what do you guys want? Um... <clears throat> Pull over a second. Let the let Victor and Charlie get in. A lot of people in that car. <laughs> Cars were big. They were, yeah. All right, you got two people in the front, two people in the back, and the guy's stuck in the middle. So, who's on either side of the guy? I'm on I, the inside door. So, let's see. The car's pulling in. This way, I will be like facing on the side that the road's on. I'll pull down the rumble seat and sit facing directly to him. Okay. So, Cyrus, you're actually right behind the guy. Okay. And, uh, and Fuller, you're on one side. Who's on the other side of him? They pulled over and we've joined them? Yes. Right, so for team, yeah, they've stopped. Uh, I think, I mean, uh, they're going to be running boards. So I assume we will sort of hop on the running boards and peer in rather than actually enter the vehicle while we okay. figure on. Okay. Ah, uh, that's not going to look good run down the street standing on you, running boards. You're in a, we'll say you pulled over in a dark area near the docks. There's I people, could. but they're over there. They won't necessarily see what's going on. Yeah, Thank not you. a great place for shots, but not you know, terrible for optics. I'm going to listen the... in. I'm going to listen in, but I'm going to keep an eye out, see if anybody pops out or is nearby. People who work in the docks over there are not exactly the most upright people, so they're not exactly, if they see a car over there doing something, they're like going to not bother it. <laughs> they're my kind of people, you guys. I think we're going to see it. <laughs> I grabbed the uh, pencil and paper from Felix. What the fuck is this for? Here. Uh, I suggest... Oh, somebody else take this one, please. Well, uh, around from the front seat. What's your name? Why you want to know? Stuart. Cyrus. Told us that his name was Stuart. My name. Your name. What the fuck did you do with Stuart? He wasn't there when I got there this evening. 
Stewart's oh, got a all over this chair that you're sitting on. And if you don't help us out here, you're going to end up the same way. Look, look. You don't want no problems. Come on. Then let's start off with a name. Yours. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, Leroy. Okay, what's your real name? And I, I jab him in the hand with the knife. Very lightly. On, not. Does he sound like he could be Italian? Maybe. The suit looks like it's Italian. Yeah, Leroy's okay. A... I mean, Guido. Okay, Leroy Pertinelli. Leroy Pertinelli. No, I think your name is Guido. I don't know anybody named Guido. Look, long story short, dear fella. You're watching a house. Somebody's paying you. But you're not going to tell me who it is. You're not even going to try. Because if you try to tell me, then chances are your face will explode. Much uh, like uh, 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 Just be cool. Hear me out. Be cool. You see, Cyrus here has a pen and paper. And we just need you to write down the name of the person who's hired you to watch them. <laughs> no fucking way. I ain't ratting him out. I hit him with the blunt end of the knife on the on the top of the head. Ow, motherfucker. <laughs> Next time I turn the knife around and we call it a day. I obviously you don't want to speak. Dude, there's so nothing you're... that you can do to me that's gonna be worse than what he would do to me if I if I ratted him out. Well, what will he do to you? <laughs> Look. Will he do to you what he did we're to just, you? We're just we're just Watching the house to see if that woman showed up. Obviously, you guys aren't the people we were looking for. And I'll, I'll make you deal. Just let me go. And I'll, I'll tell the boys to back off. Look me in the eyes. That woman you're looking for, she's fucking she's dead. She's fucking dead. He's dead. You're you're sitting in his that wet spot you're sitting in. That's him. Now Dude, I don't you're... give a shit about that. There's no way. There's no way that I can. Look, it's a rich guy. He's looking for things. Looking for things. So why are you so afraid of him? Wait a minute. These things that he's looking for. And the rich guy. He's a white guy. Uh, yeah. What else? Mr. Tompkins, Mr. Tompkins can't save you. He couldn't save Stuart. Stuart died very unpleasantly. If you'd like, like to not die very unpleasantly, you can uh, explicate your situation for us. I suggest the pen and paper. Stuart, you see, uh, died from a massive internal hemorrhage when he realized that he had to tell us the truth. Look, I don't give a shit about Stuart. He's just another one of the guys. We were hired to watch the place and see if that dark-haired woman showed up. She's dead. She will never show up. Well, then, fine. We'll, we'll go our separate ways. I won't, we won't bother these people anymore. We won't be here anymore. Just Tom, let me go. All right. So he screams. Now he can't write, Cyrus. And now no, that, we can. Oh, that's his now left I'm, hand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll to see if anybody in the neighboring house is all having their dinner hear the scream. <laughs> Maybe. 
Mm. Oh, that's right. We're not in the neighborhood. We're in the industrial park. Yeah. 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 So he's screaming. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? His left pinky. He can still write with his right hand. How many of you are there? You said the guys. How many guys are there? Uh, I don't know who you people are. You're trying to get me to rat out my people. There's no fucking way, dude. We want to have talk with people. Uh, we have business with them. We want to find out who they are so that we may conduct business. No, That's no, why. you want to conduct business with these people. There's no oh, way. Dude. I think we do. You'd be surprised. Look, I don't know nothing. I know what I was hired to do, and that's all I was doing. And I don't ask no questions. But you know, your boss, we want to talk with him. Even There's though you no think way. There's no way. We want to talk with him. It's not going to happen. We want to do business with him. I'm so sorry. What is it that he could do that's worth, worse than killing you slowly? Because I'll tell you, my friend Cyrus here, the Yankee, he's quite mad. He'll start... Yeah. With breaking your fingers, it'll start cutting them off. There are things that can go into your ear. It's just, it's, I don't want to see it. I think I want to make a necklace from his testicles this time. See, that's some, that's some of that Naboo shit that he does right there. So just tell us Thompson's name and we'll let you go and you can run back to your clubhouse. Who the fuck is Thompson? That's the question. Who's your big man? Who's the boss? Write it down. Uh-uh. Look, first of all, I don't know how to fucking write. I don't got no education. What do you think? I go to school, did well in school. Yeah, that didn't happen. So there's, I just can't do it. I can't tell you. I, I, you're, you I'm probably going to die and try, but you know, there's, there's just no way I can do it. Uh, what he'll do to me, you talk about slow dying. Yeah, there's... No, 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 no. This guy's way, way too powerful. Where does he hang out? I ain't going to tell you nothing. Well, would it be possible if we could uh, arrange a meeting so that we could talk our business with them? He that puts way his hands we don't... down. He goes, look. He says, you can let me go or you can kill me. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you people look like the kind of people who are going to kill me. Oh. Let me go and I'll... Okay. Just in the shoulder. He says, Not... yeah, I've been cut worse. I've been cut worse shaven. I just, just... Just tell me when, guys. Easy. Easy there, Cyrus. Uh, I told you I'll, I'll, I'll tell my guys to back off, but... You're going to have to let me go. No, uh, are you guys the ones that are sitting over at Sweet Relics also? Sweet Relics? I don't even know what that is. Little small German guy. Don't know what you're talking about. Must be a different set of guys. No. He just not. He just doesn't want to talk. All right, so you want to lose toes first or fingers? Well, I'll let you pick. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Trigger feeling. Would it not be out of out of reach to make an arrangement to meet the boss to do business? To do business. This piece of shit so low on the totem pole, he probably doesn't even know who who he works for. 
or at least someone who could get us in with the boss. He can get me in with his his maid or his cleaner, maybe. He doesn't even know the boss. He doesn't even know a sergeant. You know, I'm inclined to, to believe you that he, he actually doesn't believe that, that he actually doesn't even know who he's employed by. The Not at all. The boss won't even amazing. let him. The boss won't even let him shine, spit shine his shoes. Mm. I think, uh, Yank, you should put something in his mouth before you break the next finger, because I don't want the screams to attract locals having a late lunch. No, what I think we're going to do is put a noose around his neck and drag his body around town. Mm, not that again. Now, is he showing any fear? or No, he's looking smug. All right, I'm going to take a finger. Yep, there you go. Start well, he's going to fight you for it. First, I'm going to pop him in the head really nice. So, well, he's going to become violent at this point. There we start go. kicking and screaming and punching. So... Can I just shoot him? No. I want to see the... the I want... He needs to... We need, we need him to tell us something to reenact what happened. You brought rope for a reason. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's try and tie him up. He's fighting. I'll now. hit him. I'm going to hit him and then try and tie his hands. All right. Well, you're going to have to do a, a brawl roll. Now, is yeah. he trying to Which get is... out or just to, just to fight? Well, he's, he obviously wants to get out. But right. Vadim, Reginald, jump off those running boards. 31 out of 65, so it's a hard. And I drive the car away. Okay. Well, you hit him. Go ahead and roll for damage. It's D4 plus D4 plus, that's it. Uh, one, four, five total. All right. You hit him pretty good in the face. So he's got a black eye and he's bleeding. Look up here where you cut him. Now I'm gonna, It's just made him angrier. He's going to try and... Fuller, grab him. And try and tie him up. You have to brawl. I just brawl. got a 15, so... Brawl, brawl? Yeah. Okay, this is gonna suck. Holy cow, I actually made it. It's What'd just get? a regular, it's just a regular, though. Okay, he got a hard, so... Uh, he punches Fuller in the face. Oh. And That's it. Shoot that motherfucker. And he does four points of damage when he does it, too. Ow! I, I want to try and just punch him and go for, you know, non-lethal damage. All right. Go ahead. 61, so it's just a regular success. Okay. He's trying to dodge it, and he got a 31, Ooh. which is a regular success. So you punch, but he's, he gets out of the way. All right. Uh, who else is in that seat? Uh, you're behind him. Oh, you guys are outside. What are you guys doing outside? Yeah, we're getting back in Vadim's car and following yeah, him because Felix is going away. The idea. And we're driving so that he can't jump out of the car. All right. We're just so, riding around the, we're basically riding around that industrial area, keeping the speed high enough so no matter what he does, he's not getting out of that car without having to roll. All right. Uh, he is going to try to hit Cyrus. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to try to hit him back or dodge? I'm just going to hit him. I'll take the shot. 
All right. So roll my attack? Yeah. It's your counterattack. He's attacking. 18. Is that uh, extreme or hard? A hard. Okay. He got a double. Spend... He got a double of seven. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so he's going to punch you. Maybe he kicks you uh, for two points of damage. He kicks right. you in the gut. And he's trying to get out. Lean into him. Put the gun on his thigh. Pull the trigger. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm going to say that's point blank. Go ahead and uh, I don't think you need to roll. But you're not going to do that much damage since you put it on his thigh. Roll a 1d4. 1d4? Yeah. Should I have mentioned one thing? I got a two. Okay. So you basically put a hole through his thigh. And my and seat puller. And the gunshot goes off. And there are people on the docks nearby. You can see that some of them look in your direction. But your car is going. Uh, Vadim and uh, Reginald, you hear the gunshot go off. Oh, no. And... Uh, uh, the guy screams, what the hell? What the hell? Why you shot me, you son of a bitch? I'm going to see if I could uh, just nicely caress his thigh and jab my thumb into the hole. Well, he says, thank you for the nice caressing of my thigh. <laughs> he, uh, he says, all right, all right. And he starts to say something, and as he does, he begins to shake like oh, this. No. And ah. I'll take... <laughs> <laughs> All over the the seat. Oh, well, you're lucky. I, I I took one for the team. <laughs> Jumping. Vadim, does that look to you? Oh like no, no, not again. My speed is no longer as high as it was, and the erratic turns are much smoother now. Since there's no rush to do anything, we've popped another one. What well, was his name? Uh, he said Leroy Scarpinelli. It seems that we've proved a theory of sorts. And that's about all. I don't we suppose did. the world is any worse off for I... the lack of these people. But I don't uh, have much stomach for this activity. Let's let's follow them back, and uh, I've got the I've got the got the idea what's happening. I'm I'm just gonna motion out the window for you guys to follow me. We're going back to we're gonna go back to my place. You guys are gonna have to come off a little bit of cash for my staff for cleaning this stuff up. They're gonna be they're gonna act very nice, but I know these guys, and they're gonna be kind of pissed to have to clean two guys out of the back of my car. Uh, I'll uh, I'll kick in a few dollars, man. They, they deserve it, a hundred percent. I'm kind of hungry. You got some you food? Fine Corinthian leather. <laughs> you did. You shot right through the naga hide, and that was from the free range nagas, which are an extinct animal at this point. <laughs> from India. Yes, the Indian free range naga, from which I made the naga hide seat covers. Felix, I hope you got some food there. I'm hungry now. I do. Also, not to mention, 
shooting someone in the thigh, there's a major artery in the thigh. That's why I didn't want you to shoot them. I wanted to like try and get some answers. We got or at the least answer. let Victor and Charlie see that I, you know, that it, maybe they could glean something from it. But the thing is, we got the answer we were looking for. Yeah. Will he explain? We didn't get the answer we want, but we got the answer we were looking for. So you end up back at Felix's. Uh, the routine begins again. Uh, Belvedere, Benson, and the unnamed chauffeur uh, would, because he doesn't know what his name is until Felix tells him what it is. Um, they go through it all again without any questions. They're, they're paid for this sort of fun stuff. Yeah, I think you should all do sanity rolls. Not our first Still, rodeo anymore, though. Yeah, but now you're kind of, kind of like murderers. Now we're like serial killers. No, 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 no. I might have hurt them, but I didn't kill him. You knew what uh, would happen to him. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, I, just it, made a, I just made a 100. Oh, you that took a bad faller. That's I the take, first guy you ever shot. Take four points of sanity on that one. Oh, oh okay. And I the rest of you can do a one more if you, if you didn't make it. I passed. I passed, but I'm going to take one anyway. Take one. Yeah, take one. Uh, Fuller, uh, Fuller, Felix, 20 bucks each for you guys. Is that all right? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That'll set them up quite nice. And bucks. These are uh, silver backed American dollars. Oh, we're not oh. going to give them a pound, are we? No, no. Yeah, a pound. 20 pounds a piece, I guess. Yeah, here you go. Pulling out my checkbook and writing a check for 150 pounds. Can I get to Felix? In the in the memo, it says body cleaning. Um, Services rendered. No, see, my rationale is friends of ours are getting their throats slit and their hands cut off. If it, I need to do what I need to do to stop, they're bad guys to me. So they don't count. If they're going to stalk a young lady in Neve's house and slit throats and cut off hands and feet, fuck them. Now, if it was an innocent bystander or I did it to the wrong person, I'd take double. You know what I mean? Give me D6 in it because that's going to bug me. But they're, they're not civilians. Well, they uh, seem to be well out of their league at any rate. Uh, I'm curious uh, if Leroy was speaking the truth about being part of a larger group, who's going to be minding the Pinker residence and with what frequency and how they'll elucidate amongst themselves the sudden disappearance of two of their party. Also, assuming because it cannot be a poison agent at this point. It has to be something at least like a post-hypnotic suggestion that causes these people to die violently when about to betray this conspiracy. Does that mean that the agent that caused that behavior is aware that they're dead? Or how they died, or when? 
Well, I have a suggestion of possibility on what's going on with the uh, with these uh, agent men. Uh, obviously, um, they are lower class, and as the last one mentioned, he could not read or write. I think this was intentionally done. I will try and sum what sum up would be a very long discussion into a, a short explanation. If we are dealing with something that is occult or what is being termed as magic by nature, it could be, how would you say, a set protocol that has been imbued upon the agent. And said protocol goes off when various terms are met. In this case, he tries to talk on who his employer is and it goes off to keep him from talking on who employer is. Possibly. That is if we're dealing with an actual occult situation. But it's rather clever in the fact that he was chosen for who he was and a specific protocol was put on. And if we are actually dealing with something that is occult, we are dealing with forces that are quite pronounced and this boss may actually be as as powerful as as he was he was said to be we may be dealing with someone above and beyond here see i don't know too much about it but all i know is i've seen two men die because they were about to say somebody's name so something could either read their mind or hear their thoughts and that's why i said two times that I killed that woman already. She's dead. Don't look for her. Because if whatever the person was listening, maybe he would think that she's dead and give up searching for her. See, I think it's protocol because both both men met the same protocol in trying to tell what who who is behind all this, who is boss. Well, now that you say it, that makes sense. I just said that because I didn't know what was going on. I figured if it could help her at all, you know. Now, protocol is is specific. It has to be specific uh, because if he knew how to write, he would have write it down and we would have found out. I don't even think they know they have protocol on them. Now, if he went to write it down, it probably would have been the same result. Maybe, maybe not. He was illiterate. Oh, right. It, it depends. If it is, uh, uh, the Gaelic word is gash, uh, a vow that has shamanic or occultic authority. Oh, gas. Yeah. Gash, gash. Yes, yes, gas. Gash is. Gash. Uh, it's spelled yes. G E A S. Yes, I, I do have problem with 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 a lot of uh, indigenous spelling here in the British Isles. Well, but well, yes, and the Gaelic makes no sense to any of us, of course. Oh, listen to me. It seemed very much as though they basically had made a vow, or were compelled by some rule, whether they had agreed to it or not. Rule protocol, 
Yes, protocol. It's, it's about the same. I mean, the protocol put on them. I, I don't even think they even know that they, they, were, they were interested with protocol. I, I, my fear, of course, because Reginald seemed so unconcerned about the deaths surrounding his digs, that he might have been the wealthy man in question. But it did not seem as though this Leroy had any idea what I meant. Was that your impression as well? I think, so. yeah. I, I, I didn't trust uh, um, Thompson since we left his office. I've been thinking about uh, meeting with him over and over. And the more I think about it, the more I don't like the man. Right. But it doesn't seem as though he hired Leroy. Also, um, given what Felix found in his notebook, he can't have known that uh, uh, McAvoy was dead for a month because when he found out that Bright Lord Brightman was dead, he said, oh, there are only a few of us left. And McAvoy at that point already had been murdered. Gentlemen, where the hell do we go from here? Once we get rid of the second body. I don't know. And uh, Reginald and Vlad, I'm sorry you had to see what you saw. We're into something big, but how do we get to the bottom of it, as they say? Yes, I'm not accustomed to this sort of violence, but it's obviously a violence preferable to that of what's happened to McAvoy, Brightman, etc. Sir, in anticipation for tonight's activities, I've prepared a large vat of sulfuric acid in the basement, if you'd like me to take the body. <laughs> um, give us a chance to search it first, Belvedere. We want to make sure we don't burn up anything that we, uh, that we may need or may help us move forward. Yes, of course. Now, with, the other, with our other um, unlively guest, uh, has he been taken to his destination? Uh, yes, sir. He was placed on a bench and I made the call. Uh, I later uh, uh, was interviewed by a policeman who came by, mm -hmm. a detective uh, Brinslow. Oh, okay. uh, I told him simply what I, I, that I saw the body. Uh, I didn't mention your name. Excellent. Now the chauffeur, Hoke, was he, uh, he was on board as well, correct? Of course, sir. Excellent. Excellent. Definitely want to make sure everything's taken care of. Well, we kind of know the routine by now. Obviously, we'll need three suits. Uh, actually, make that... Make that f four suits. Uh, three from the left, one from the right. Actually, sir, I had some uh, uh, tailor here to put together <laughs> four suits. <laughs> That would fit you all perfectly. Fantastic. In anticipation for tonight's activities. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So he gives you whatever you need. And draw a bath, please. We're gonna need it again. We've had in, we've had four, four showers installed since the last. It's good to be rich. The McIntyre plumbers are very quick. Yes. All right. You guys are all. 
cleaned up, but now it's getting late. What are you going to do? We got to do something with his body. We got we'll say that that's, that's being taken care of. Did we, did we, it, I wanted to search it down and make and see if there was anything, uh, weapons, identification, any kind of paperwork. Um, we'll say there is a gun, but there is, uh, uh, there is no, uh, identification. Could I take there's, there's no, whether he has tattoos or he, this guy doesn't have any tattoos. I, I'd like to take that gun. We can we can figure out what kind it is later if you want. Okay. But I'm I'm gonna take it because I have none. It's a it's a bang bang gun. <laughs> That's one of the finer models this time of year. Um. All right. So now it's it's late and you're all still at Felix's. What do you want to do? Let's eat. I'm hungry. Oh, uh, Belvedere made sandwiches and fruit. Sandwiches and then fruit on the side. It's actually, he, he makes a great sandwich. Or, or Benson does, and Belvedere brings it in the most timely fashion. I'm and not eating. I'm engrossed in my paperwork in my, on my pad. More for us. Well, we'll assume that you've taken care of all of those things. What would you like to do? We, let's say it's about 9.30 or 10. I've got plenty of rooms here if everybody'd like to stay. Uh you're welcome to stay. And apparently we have four extra bathrooms and showers now. But uh <laughs> you know, one of the things that I I would like to point out is we we did find three facts in our car ride today. Uh kind of passive facts, but we do know that we're looking for a white male, which that eliminates several people. Uh, and a collector, an avid collector of, we don't know if they're just the Naboo artifacts or if they're artifacts in general, but I would, this is where it goes from fact to assumption that it would be the Naboo artifact because it was, for from what I can conclude, it was Nev that they were looking for, or Nevi, Nevi, Nev, uh, and he really wanted that gold artifact back. So, I mean, who do we know right now, if we know anyone, who is a white male who is an avid collector of Naboo artifacts? That really and narrows it down. There is one more fact, too. Which one is that? We may be dealing with someone who is uh, involved in the occult which also might mean we might be dealing with someone who is within the Wentworth Club. Hmm. That's a I, very I, uncomfortable thought. It is very uncomfortable. I still need to ask what your thoughts are on uh, Thompson, because I don't trust him. Well, he's not trustworthy. He's a liar. Um, however... He seems more likely at this point to be a victim of these circumstances than a perpetrator. Okay. I tend to agree. He doesn't seem like someone who would go for, shall we say, uh, our sorts of hobbies in the occult. And keep in mind, the gold Naboo figure, which clearly uh, 
is being sought was in the hands of the British Museum. That's how we got it. Correct. So he had delivered it initially. It's not as though he's likely to, you know, it's not something that invaded him that he's then searching for. Right. It's something he delivered to the museum. And then Archie brought it to Nevi, who brought it to me. Uh, as 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 black as his soul appears to be, I don't think he's behind this current okay. set of violent behavior. Now, my next question is, where would one go to look for the Red Turban gang or order or cult or whatever they might be? Well, Iraq but they must have fingers or hands or tendrils that reach here. Yeah. There, there, must be, like, there must be a Middle Eastern quarter in the city. Right. You can... Little Iraq. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, how well we can infiltrate such an area. But inquiries can be made. Money can be spent. We still need to pay a visit to Peter Simkin. Yeah, maybe we should do that tonight. He keeps all his lights on and hates to sleep. We'd be the perfect thing to keep him awake. At this point, I, that might be a good idea. Although I am feeling rather weary after today's uh, events. I haven't really slept. Uh, Don't know if I'm going to sleep after this. And yeah, today was troubling. Um, perhaps you'll take me to the club. Sure, I can take you to the club. Or, uh, or like I said, you're welcome to stay here. Either way. Well, I appreciate no. it. I have changes of clothes at the club, though. Okay. No, Reginald doesn't wear the same shirt twice. Just uh, yeah. before you go, um, I think it was Vlad that brought it up that if there is somebody connected to the on the inside on the other side of us at the club level is that even safe anymore for you now this might be looking too deeply into it but if there's even a small chance of that especially now that we exploded two of their people yeah i mean i might be reaching out on a limb with this but i'd rather we're all safe together than for comfort of a clean shirt to have something unfortunate happen. I would say, I would say we do need to put up an appearance at the club because we are members, but uh, I do agree that um, staying away too would be very prudent. And for that matter, we have no reason at all to believe that I'm not safe in my own home. That's very true. Um, in fact, the fellow who might have written down the tag on my vehicle uh, exploded in a mass of bodily fluids today. So he's not going to be telling anybody anything more about that. When did he write that tag down? How many? Is yesterday. It, is it, a, it was yesterday we first bearded him. Right. So he might Hopefully, have passed it on, certainly. Right, right, right. Exactly. We've off two guys in 48 hours. 24. Oh. 
my math was never a strong suit unless it had a pound symbol after it <laughs> or before it. Yeah. No, I think I think that uh, I'd like to sleep at the club because I'd like uh, to know that there are people around me. Uh, it's been a yeah. I I I, I frankly am a bit anxious and I would like a, a couple of brandies and to know that there are people nearby. I can't fault you for that. I'll, I'll give you a ride, no problem. I and like Simkin, well, I don't feel up to it. And maybe he doesn't either. I don't know. You think maybe it'd be better for, for fewer people instead of a group to go to Simkin in the state he's in? It might be less distressing to him, yes. Mm. I don't know if it can be reached. We could see if there's a, a an analyst at the club to bring along. Yeah. That might not be a bad idea to find someone who is into uh, psychology to uh, perhaps break through to him. Well, it's a blossoming field right now. I mean... It's new to me, new to a lot, you know. Yes, but our our, our lot at the uh, at the Wentworth Club tends to be more on the radical end of things, so I think we stand a good chance. Um, at the Wentworth Club, I mean, there's a. I'm just going to add that there there's a possibility, I suppose, but most of the people at the Wentworth Club aren't white collar workers. So they're not going to be doctors or lawyers or maybe, I mean, that's possible. Most of them are fairly wealthy and don't have to work very much. Maybe retired. Yeah. Also analysts seems like kind of a gentleman's hobby from that I era, although I, I could be. I can see us finding someone here at the club that would have the skill set we need. Or we could just go over there and talk to the guy. Well, that's true too. Let's just go talk to him. All right. If that was what you want to do. Do you want us to drop you off first, Reginald, or are you coming with? Um, uh, yeah, I can, I can stay for a little bit longer. I'll probably be awake for a while anyway. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So you all, you drive Reginald to the Wentworth Club. And Reginald, you, I assume you get out, go upstairs to the room. I thought he was coming with us. Yeah, the last thing I said was that I was willing to go along for the ride. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. You guys change what you're going to do every 30 seconds, and I, I can't keep track. <laughs> and then you all go silent, so I don't know. I, I'm like, okay, I need to say something now. All right, so you guys are driving over to Peter Simpkins, and it's now about 10 p.m. Are the lights on? Uh, yep. Good. At least he's not dead since sunset. <laughs> um, I'll go up to the um, 
I'm gonna go up to the front door. And I'm gonna I'm gonna knock lightly. Loud enough to hear, but not aggressive like a cop. When when you knock from inside, you hear a kind of a oh oh. Like he was startled when you knocked. Who has the letter that he had sent to McAvoy? Oh man, one of us has it. I hold on. Say one of you has it. Yeah, I think it might be Felix who picked it up. I think it. I think it was. Um, no. So you might mention that it was. Yeah, Fuller had picked it up, handed it to me because the the writing was was very difficult. The um, so yeah, I do have it in my in my pocket. Peter, it's Felix Matthews. Go away. I, I, I would, but I've got to. Del- I'm bringing your letter back. What? Your letter that you that you wrote to McElvoy. McElvoy. Terrence. You know. Who are you? I'm Felix Matthews. I'm a friend of I'm a friend of Terrence. Um how are you doing this? Are you just outside the door? I'm kind of I'm leaning close and okay. so that he can hear it. I'm I'm not yelling. I, I'm like doing it loud in a uh Loud in a friendly way. I, I don't believe you. Well, that's fine. I want you to, if you want, I'm gonna put something through your mail slot here. So if you're, if you don't trust me, that's fine. Just step back from the door. I'm gonna slide this in, and you can see. And I lift the mail slot, and I slip the letter into his mail slot. Uh. This is the letter I sent to Terrence. I know. It was at his house. Who who are you? I'm a friend of Terrence, and I'm here to help you. I don't believe you. You don't have to believe me. It's this has got to, it all has to do with the with the dig. Oh. You may be in a lot of trouble. No, oh no. But we can help you. We can keep you safe. Just go away. We can't go away or they'll come for you. We're here to protect you. They already got Terrence. You start to hear what sounds almost like furniture being moved around. All right. I I turn back to the car, just turn in place. Now wave Cyrus up. Uh, I step out and I walk over. Go around back. See if you can pick his lock. Um, I could break his lock. <laughs> I don't know about picking it. Try to get in the house quietly as possible. He's moving furniture up to the door, probably to block me out. So if, All you, right. if you can swing around, gain entry from the back end. I will proceed to, as I walk around the back, I'm going to look for any windows that might be ajar or... Uh, all of the windows ba- are locked up tight. Is there a basement? Basement windows? No. All of the all of the curtains are pulled, but you can see light through them. Is there a, like a porch with, a do- you know, windows on the top? Um, no, not like that. There is a porch, but there's a door. That's all. 
Um, I'll try the door. Is it locked? Yes, it's locked. Uh, what kind of door is it? It's a wooden door. Like, I mean, heavy oak door, or is it, it flimsy? Like it looks like it's probably pretty heavy. I mean, the house is a nice house. But once it was, it once was. Um, solid wooden door, any little glass windows in it, maybe in a, mm -mm. no? Not in the back door. I'm going to take a look, maybe do a spot hidden, see any weaknesses or any... Can I maybe try and force the window up? Just pop the the little hinge on it from the outside. Yeah. Um, you can try, but without breaking the window, I don't think you're going to be able to do that. The latch is pretty. It's a latch. Okay. So I'm going to take a moment and walk back around and be like, Felix. The only way I could get in is breaking a window or trying to force the door, and it's a pretty heavy door. There's no basement windows, no way to climb to the second floor. Are we all in one car? I I don't know. I the assume we travel in two again, assuming yours was cleaned up enough. Yeah, um, I got my car here, so I figured we use that since I already have actually, it out. Actually, I may have misunderstood something, Cyrus. I didn't say there was no way to climb up to the second story. Oh, yeah. That's what I was wondering. If there was a, a, a way, like at the porch, maybe. Porch had a, a, a window. You said something about a window. So I was worried, whoa, thinking about window. I, I suppose, you know, it's, it's like a Victorian house. There's a lot of bric-a-brac on it. Yeah, you might be able to climb up on there. So I was thinking climb up and try maybe one of the, the other, the top windows, maybe. Okay. Do you want a climb roll or do you want a? Yeah, climb roll. I, I do have points in it though. Oh, oh three, out of twenty five. Well, you sort of stand next to the house and go, oh, and just float. <laughs> Extreme, yeah. yeah. I'll climb up the. Uh, I guess there's like little. What do you call them? Like yeah, uh, posts and and bric-a-brac and stuff that you can hold on to and. Climb up. So you're up on the second. There's actually a little landing up there, almost like a balcony. Um, the windows are locked. But, I mean, this, at least, you probably wouldn't hear if you were. That's what I was thinking. I mean, you might hear it if you broke them, but. I'm going to see if I could. Right now, too. What was that, Felix? He's moving furniture right now, too. So that's going to make the scrubbing and the squeaking and the shuffling downstairs. So you may you may have a shot. Yeah. Actually, you do see one of the windows is cracked open a little bit. It's still locked, but you can get some leverage underneath it. I'll try. Want me to do a strength check? Or? Yeah, do a strength roll. Uh, 25 out of 70. Oh, so it's a hard. Um, we'll say that you managed to pop the the latch, and the latch you hear the latch go clinkety clink and land on the on the carpet. All right, so I'm going to slide the window up and climb in. Okay. Uh, first thing that you notice is it smells like a house that hasn't been cleaned in a long time. Uh, 
there's obviously with some nice stuff here at one time, there was an Oriental carpet. There is an Oriental carpet. Um, it just doesn't look like anything's been dusted or cleaned in a long time. So you're upstairs. Now, making an educated guess, what would be the quickest way back down to the back door? You'd have to go through down the hall, down the stairs, through the living room. Yeah, you'd have to go through the house. House. All right. I wasn't sure if there was like a servant's uh, spiral staircase maybe in the back or. Yeah, you don't see one. Not from here. All right. Um, you I can just don't want to moving stuff around downstairs. I'll take a quick once over the room. Anything look stand out to me? If not, I'll move to the next room. You know, look out if the door is closed. Maybe open and just look out a little bit. Doors open. Um, you step out of the room and into the hall. And you can see that after maybe six or seven feet, it opens up. Uh, there's a balcony. There's uh, there's stairs going down to the room below. And uh, as you sneak forward and you look down, you can see Peter. Uh, he's disheveled. He's as white as snow. Uh, uh, his hair is long and you know kind of scraggly. Uh, he's got part of beard growing. Uh, he looks he looks like a walking skeleton practically, and and he's attempting to move furniture in front of the front door, but See, he doesn't I, seem to notice you. I, I'm afraid I'm going to startle the guy and give him a heart attack, so I don't want to do that. I'm going to see if I could just make my way to the back door and unlatch it. You won't be able to get to the back door unless you walk right past him. Past him. Um, would he? Would Would Cyrus be able to hear me talking at the front door? Uh, probably not over the sound of the furniture being moved, unless you're talking loudly. Gotta get Peter to the front door, but I don't know you're in. I don't know you're in. Um, now, if I am, I'm on like the top of a stairs, or is it like an overlook? Or there's an overlook. That's what you're looking over. You'd have now, to take another six or seven steps to get to the stairs. Going down. Well, what I'm thinking is, if there's like a piece of bric-a-brac or something and I could take and just toss it towards the back to startle him. Maybe he'll run down to look at it and I'll run for the door. And All right. Yeah, there's always bric-a-brac. A book, whatever, something. Say a book. You pick up a book. And I want to throw it toward, as far towards the back of the house as I can and then move back away so if he looks up, I'm already out of eyesight. Okay. As soon as I see him running towards the back, I'll run down the stairs and throw the furniture and try and unlock the door. Okay, so um, you throw the book, and when you do, you see him stop what he's doing, and he's like, ah, like this, and he goes, they're coming in, and he starts running towards where he heard the book. Okay. That's what I was hoping for, so, so I'll run down. He's, he's gone in that direction. I'll run as fast as I can down the stairs, and be like, 
Felix, it's me. And I'll try and push the furniture, shoulder it out of the way, and unlock the door. Okay. Um, you, you start pulling some of the furniture out of the way, and you said, Felix, it's me. Felix, you hear him. Um, uh, but Cyrus, all of a sudden coming from where you threw it, uh, Peter comes running at you with his fists like this. And he's like, get out of my house like this. And he, he starts wailing on you, but he's got no physical strength at this point. So he's like, uh, get out of my house, get out of my house. Reach to the I'll crap and unlock the door. Yeah. So I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'll just take it, you know, like, you know, all right. Uh, yeah, we'll say you open the door. No problem. I'm not going to put hands on this guy. He's He has enough problems. I well, will. Is there a couch? Uh, yeah, there is a couch. And All right, I'm going to lay hands on him. He's violent. You're going to try to grab him? Oh, let me come. Couch. No, no, don't kill me. Don't cut my throat. No, no, no. I, I wave out for the other guys to come in at this point. All right. Coming in, locking up the car on the way in. Uh, what are you going to do with him? Uh, are you going to... Well, you tell me what you're going to do with him. He's hysterical. He's this hysterical. might be a good time to stop for the night. Don't shoot him in the leg, please. No, <laughs> no don't shoot him. Do you oh, want to break at this point? I'm just afraid we're about to get into a deep, involved situation here, and it's almost time to be done and didn't want it to end on a thing, you know? Well, all right. Well, let's do this. Um, he's hysterical, but once one, you've kind of grappled him and you're holding him to keep him from hurting you, hurting himself. Hurting himself. And it takes maybe half an hour before he's calmed down enough. And you obviously haven't cut his throat. And the last thing that he says to you before we'll cut it is he says, he says, uh, you're, you're not them. You're not them at all. No, you're not. You're not. That's where we'll leave it. <clears throat> All right. Our players included Jason Melnichok, John Byron, Ford Fitch, Jerry Bryant, and David Gassaway, with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved in the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron, Amber Reeves, has pledged $5 a month to help our show. Thank you so much, Amber. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.